0: What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Amen. So I'm going to move fast. Are you ready? All right, good. So we are speaking about the way of the kingdom and we're building certain concepts and I said that we're going to build on certain components of the kingdom because we need to understand certain things. And there's many components in the kingdom of God that we need to understand in order to function because you're here on a mission. Amen. You're here for a reason. You're not just here by default, by chance or because uh, it's like the do we evolution. You know, if we throw 10 bricks in the air, maybe a building is going to fall down. You know, we believe those sort of stuff. It would have been nice, but uh, then I'll give everyone a brick to throw. But um, at the moment, you still have the tent. Okay. But we're here on a mission. Amen. And, and number one, what we said is in kingdom is this. Number one is you have to get to the king. That's your first mission. You have to get to the king because the center of a kingdom is a person, not an organization. It's a person. Amen. You can preach with me and it's going quicker. So definition of kingdom, let me remind you again, it's the governing influence of a king over his territory to to impact it with his will, his intent, his purpose, producing a citizenry of people, that's us, who express his culture and his nature therein. Amen. So that's the definition. And I want to start with a, a parable. Jesus taught many parables trying to explain the kingdom to us. And one of the things that has been in my spirit the last couple of months is is Matthew 13, where Jesus tells the parable of the, the treasure in the field. Verse 44 to 47 says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had, and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And when he had found one of great value he went away, sold everything he had, and he bought it. You see, and, and one of the things that we said, and we'll get to that a, a bit later again, is one of the things about kings and kingdoms is that he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. And what is so significant about this, about the, the man finding a treasure in the field? And, and sometimes maybe we think that this is all about the treasure in the field, that we've done everything to obtain the treasure, That's one of it, yes. But do you realize what's the significance of why did he buy the field? Buying a field makes you what? The landlord. It makes you the owner. And God comes and he gives us to say we have ownership. King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord means owner. All right? So that's the thing. So it's not just to obtain the treasure. You actually become a landlord because you have dominion over your property, over your place. That's what God intends. So, an idea is more powerful than an army. Someone says that. An idea, not yeah that, that was a quote. Someone said, an idea is more powerful than an army. And what we spoke on is that an idea is a concept, and there's many ideas, there's many kingdoms, everything started with an idea, there's many kingdom concepts that we need to understand. Our thinking is crucial. And we say that if we have the wrong concept, we have the wrong conclusion. Your concept in your life determines how you see life and what you do. Therefore, Proverbs 23:7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Amen? And it says, Eat, drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Alright? So you can say one thing, but your heart is the thing that drives you. As you think in your heart, that's what you are. So we need to change our thinking, our heart, so that we can align with what God says. So, wrong concept wrong conclusion amen now there's this problem that we have as humans we have all this internal soul-searching irritation it's this we say what is the purpose of life why are we here why did God create the earth what's the reason and the design for the universe and creation isn't it it's an irritation. Unfortunately, we have these questions that's, why are we here? What's the purpose? What's the, what's the, the, the meaning, the source of this? This search for, for reality obviously means that something is lost. There's something that's missing, isn't it? Because it's impossible to search for nothing. We have to search for something. And this is what it says, is that, that my opinion is this, that the man's soul search for meaning and all these things indicate that something is lost that we previously possessed. Something is missing that we previously possessed. Come on. And this is the thing. Why do we have this something that's missing that we previously possessed? This, this, this is this God void within you. It's because where do you come from? You come from... God, all right, Ecclesiastics 12, 7 says, the dust returns to the earth as it was, the spirit returns to God who gave it, you come from God, and because of sin and the disconnect, you have this void, there's something that's missing that you previously had, come on, because we were in the garden, we were in the perfect will of God, we were in the way that he intended, and then sin came, and it destroyed everything. So you possess something that's now missing, because before all of this that we had, you were with him, and we're going to look at these different components to see how are we supposed to operate in earth. What was God's plan in the kingdom and intend so that we can do that? Amen. Good. So principle one, one of the concepts is the principle of in the kingdom is of kings. As we said, you first need to seek the king. The king is the central component of the kingdom it embodies the essence of the kingdom that's who it's about it's about the king and it's about his kingdom so that's principle one all right and and he's the ultimate source of authority in his kingdom the sovereignty of the king is inherent in his royal authority remember last week we said you you don't vote a king in we cannot vote him in therefore we cannot vote him out His authority, the sovereignty of the king is inherent in his royal authority. So God is king in the kingdom of God. That's God. The second principle concept is the the kingdom concept of of lordship. And I just said it, lordship, lord means owner of something. So, So all kings must have a domain or a property that they own. All kings personally, legally owns property, territory, domain, whatever. In today's terms, we can, in the internet, you you own, people own certain domains or things that we can and we can work. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) That's the internet, isn't it? But in the king, he is the owner, he's the lord. So all true kings are automatically lords. That's why he says he's the king of kings, the king principle, and he's the lord of lords. He calls us as kings, but He calls us as lords, as owners, to have dominion, to own, and to work. Amen? So a king owns everything. And they rule and command whatever is in that domain. They rule and they reign. Kings have absolute authority over that. So God is the Lord, amen, of our lives and our resources in the kingdom. That's who God is. Amen? And then principle three, that's where I want to just pause a bit for this this morning is the kingdom principle of domain the domain our domain our dominion where we are and that's the territory over which you exercise your authority that's the place where where you control where you have dominion over all right the wealth of domain is or or the wealth of the domain determines the king's glory remember last week he said he's the ancient king he's the king of glory and the wealth of this domain is determined or determines the king's glory. When the king impacts the domain with his influence, it's called a kingdom. It's when he impacts this domain, this territory, with his will, with his influence, it's called a kingdom. So let's start here. We're not gonna be long. Because of sin and the fall, we are so far removed from the original creation purpose, we don't have a clue actually, you know, what we need to be and where we have to be and what we are. True? We don't actually have really a clue. We've been told many things, but who of you really live in that? None. Okay? The whole thing about this is is that, that you're not just called to live in the kingdom. It's not just a place where you live in. It's also who you are. It's part of your identity. It's what and who you are is kingdom. Remember, because we said first kingdom is first a person lived out in an administration. That's kingdom. That's why we have king of kings. That's why we say this morning, Christ in me, Christ above me, Christ beneath me, Christ before me. Christ, the hope of glory, your identity is hidden in Him. That's what Colossians 3 1 says. He says that you have been raised with Christ. S- now seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on earth, not on the things. What does Jesus say? Jesus taught us this He says, Father, He says, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. All right? He says, put your mind on the things that's in heaven, not on earth. The thing is, if we have our minds, remember kingdom concept, crucial in our thinking and our minds, where your mind is, your heart is determining. So, so if we put our minds in the kingdom, in heaven, where heaven is and the things there, we're going to be on earth and we're going to start seeing, why doesn't the two correlate? Why is there not an alignment? Because we are not from or we are in this earth, but we're not from this earth. So put your things or your mind on things that's in heaven. That's what he says. For your life is hidden in Christ. And we're gonna realize, but hey, I'm putting my mind in the things of heaven, and I'm gonna start seeing the kingdom of heaven, what God says and what he is, and all those things where he's seated, that something is not aligning on earth. And God, according to us, or, or binding to us or through us. Said that we need to rule and reign on the earth. So it's our job. Say, my job. Come on, Pat Tuck yourself. My job to align things on earth as it is in heaven. It's not God's job, it's your job. Alright? You see, who have you watched Lion King the movie? Right, some of you are gonna give away your age now. That was way back. But there's one profound, significant moment in the kingdom on Lion King, isn't it? And for me, it's that little place where he sees his father in the, in the mirroring image, reflecting. And what is the voice saying? Remember who you are. Remember who you are. He lost his kingdom, alright. He had an identity crisis. He didn't know what he believed a lie. A lie about himself and the whole kingdom. He didn't know who he was. But when he discovered, alright, when he realized I'm a king, he realized, hey, I own The kingdom. I am the king and I own my domain, my territory, my dominion. I own the kingdom. When he remembered who he was, he went back to take back his kingdom. To have dominion over his territory. Come on. So what do we have? We have a memory problem. Remember what I said? We were with God. And we came. He sent us. Sin caused us to have a memory problem. We forgot where we come from and who we are. And God's restoring that. All right? We need to remember what God has given us. All two kings must have a property or domain. And God has given the earth as a domain for us to exercise rulership of dominion. That's why we are here. We have a mandate, Genesis 1. All right. When God did creation, Genesis 1:27 and 28 says this, So God created man in His image. The image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. And God blessed them and said to them what? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over what? The fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Not one another. So He gives us a mandate. Now remember if we said kingdom concept, kingdom principles, mindset there... A mandate in the kingdom is an authoritative order. It's an it's an official command or an instruction from authority. So a kingdom mandate to its citizens is an authoritative order from the king. That's a kingdom mandate. So you have a mandate, subdue the earth, work it, rule, reign, multiply. We have a kingdom uh, authoritative mandate from the king. We have that, all right. The king. His words is law in his territory, and his decrees unchanging. His authority is absolute, all right? So a king's instructions is mandatory and compulsory. So God doesn't give you an option. He actually says, "This is my order. you have to rule and reign. Have dominion over. do this. Multiply work. This is what God tells us. So what's the point? The point is, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. You're not a member. Can you remember? Alright, that's the only remember. Member is remember. We're not, we're not members of the kingdom. A religion has members. The kingdom has citizens. A member works on emotions. A citizen works on his rights. Remember we said Paul, when they arrested him, he said, I am a Roman citizen. And he worked on his rights. So the Bible says your citizenship is in heaven. And citizens are commanded to do the following. Genesis 1, 28, he says this. Remember the original plan. Be fruitful. In other words, be productive. He says, multiply, all right? Increase. In other words, the nature of the kingdom is to always expand. So he says, increase, expand, replenish on the earth, refill, renew, do that thing. He says, subdue. You need to conquer and you need to overcome. All right, and have dominion over. And he says over what? The fish, the air, the land. To reign as kings over the earth. That's what God tells us. So that is our plan. God invested in man his nature. Remember Genesis 1.27. His image and his likeness. God invested into us his nature. Remember who you are. Come on, tell someone that. Remember who you are. He gave us His image, all right? So He mandated us to utilize it for God's glory. He's the King of glory. I can't wait for the moment when we're going to get to the kingdom and the glory of God. But God is a kingdom of glory and He assigned us to reign over the earth as kings and to do what? To make the earth a colony of heaven. That's what our assignment is. To make earth, that's why He says, on earth as it is in heaven. We need to colonize earth with heaven. Amen? That's the extension of God's kingdom. You're an ambassador. So here's our need. Remember that void that we have? That thing, that irritation, that soul searching that we have? Throughout history, we have this problem. Our common pursuit as men and women is this. Our pursuit is for power we are in pursuit of power the desire to possess the ability to control your circumstances and your destiny isn't it we like to be in control we want to determine that maybe it shocks you all right but that's the nature of human heart we all have this basic desire the desire for power we want to control things and and power is not that tyrannical one where we rule one another and we you know do that over each other that's not the plan that's not the that the part all right that is not the tatorial. the power that we long for is the ability to control your own circumstances and environment you see in the lack of control over these things in our life these circumstances and those things that makes us feel helpless that makes us feel as victims of life That's the result of not having that power. But I believe that this desire for power that we actually have is actually the pursuit of dominion. God gives us. That's why we have this. Because God mandated us to have dominion over. So you have this natural thing that comes to you to want to have power to exercise. But because of sin, we uh, we are applying it wrongly. That's the nature of sin. And to understand the desire for this power, we need to understand God's original purpose. So here it is, we are the crown of God's creation. That's us, men. We are the crown of his creation. We exist as a co-regent in this world that, that God created for us. And to understand just something about the king and the kingdom, he says that we need to understand this principle. Before anything was, God is. Before anything was, God is. In fact, the word God, the word God means this, self-existing one or self-sufficient one. Self-existing one, self-sufficient one. All right, so actually describes a being that needs nothing or no one to exist. That's the word God. So therefore, God is actually not a name. It's actually a description of character, of who he is, the self-sufficient one, the self-existing one. Because who and what he is, that qualifies him alone to be God. The self-sufficient one. Alright, so this is the thing. God existed before all things. And God created. And first he started creating the invisible world. The invisible realm, the, the kingdom of heaven. Now, in the, in the word, we, we have the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of this. It's interchangeable. But he created the realms. Remember, a kingdom, one of the characteristics, and nature is a kingdom ever expands. So God created this thing. The angels were there, the heavenly beings, all this. And what did God say? I need to create a place for man. So that's why we created earth. There's a divine motivation for creating because was God not satisfied with this kingdom of heaven and all the angelic beings? Why did he create the earth and us? And yet again, it's found in the very nature of who God is. That's why. One of the characteristics that we have about God is this, what? The nature of God is God is love. God is love. Come on. God is love and the book of 1 John 4 says anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. You can put some background music for us. We're going to come to a close in a, in a couple of minutes. Verse 16 says we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. And God's, God abides in him. Not that. Okay. Just soaking music will be fine. The nature of God, and that's how we came to earth, is the nature of his character that's love. Remember, just, just see, he says not God has love. It says that God is love. It's an important distinction when it comes to understanding His motivation for creating. It's not has, is love. Because His action is naturally and supernaturally actually a manifestation of the nature of His love. That's what actually happens here and how we sit here today. It's because of His nature of love. Because He loves you. One of the obvious qualities of love is this, that love has to give and share. It has to give and share itself. It cannot just, you cannot just keep it for yourself. So, so the very nature of God is this, is to love and share and give Himself. And that's why He created us. We're going to baptize in a moment and I'll let the guys know when you can go out and quickly get dressed, but you need to hear this as well. Love in its nature needs to be shared. So God desired to share His rulership and His government to us for us to fulfill. And for us to fulfill love, it's the nature that gives and share itself. That's why God didn't just keep the heavens and the dominion and the realm of the angelic hosts but actually created a physical universe and a place for us. And we're gonna share one more concept, then we're done. So it's the inherent nature of his love that motivated the king of heaven to create spiritual children to share his kingdom and his rulership with. Can you start understanding your design, your purpose? You're not just here by chance to do do good things and all these things and one day die or, you know, and, and if you have done well, you can get to go to heaven. God says, it's because of love that actually I created you to be an extension of the kingdom a manifestation. In other words, we were created for the purpose of rulership and leadership. Jesus said it from the beginning in Matthew 25. He says this, that the kingdom of God actually belonged to man long before the creation. Because the earth is just an extension. Matthew 25, 34 says, Then the king will say to those on his right, it's when he fetches us, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This was not plan B. It's his very nature. The very essence of who God is is, I create the kingdom. I am the king. I have lordship. I have a domain. And because of my nature of love, it needs to expand, it needs to grow. I'm not sharing it with you, a spiritual being created in my image and my likeness to have the extension of the kingdom of heaven, to exercise, to have... He says that we're going to rule and reign with Him a thousand years. This is a practice run, come on. God calls us to rule and reign. It was God's idea to share His invisible kingdom with His offspring give us his nature and characteristics. I'm going to just do that definition again and last concept, then we're done. A kingdom is the governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting it with his will, his purpose, his intent, producing a citizenry of people who express his culture and reflect his nature there. So there's one word, concept that I need to speak of that we don't like. Colonization. For us, it's almost like a curse word these days, isn't it? But it's a biblical principle. Colonization is this. It's the process whereby government or a ruler determines to extend a kingdom, a rulership or influence to an additional territory with the purpose of impacting that territory with his will and his desires. I'm going to say that again, that you understand. Colonization is a process whereby government or a ruler determines to extend his kingdom, his rulership, his influence to an additional, meaning that he has a place. And it's an additional extension of what he has for the purpose of impacting it, that territory with his will, and his desire what did we say kingdom it's a citizenry of people who express his culture and his nature that's our mandate the process of colonization is actually this: the process of transforming an extended territory just to be like the center of government from which it extended off in other words is to manifest the nature of the ruler the lifestyle, the actions, the activities, the culture. And we're building on kingdom culture because that's what we need to extend. That's what we need to build. Remember, kingdom produces a culture. That means a lifestyle that is natural. So do you understand His intent? His love to share His government authority to us, His spirit children, to go and extend His invisible heavenly kingdom to a visible earthly realm. Anybody? Amen. Does it make sense? Do you start understanding that God has sent you with a mission? But we need to understand kingdom, kingdom of heaven, God has sent you and mandated you to colonize earth with heaven. It means to let earth start looking like the culture, the nature, or whatever we do, to start looking like heaven. But we don't see that. We have a job to do. We, it's because we forgot to remember who we are. God told us who we are. Man was created to exercise power. So why do we have this pursuit of power? Why do we have this, this desire control to, to control our environment and all these things? Because God created us to exercise power. He designed us to manage it. And therefore we need to be good stewards of what God gives us. Come on, let's stand together. You see, the motivating purpose for creation is to dominate the earth and its resources dominate sounds strong but the Bible says there's the kingdom of God and the violent take the kingdom by force sometimes we need to show that dominance to subdue last thing close your eyes you need to hear this in your spirit Why are you here? God created you to exercise this dominion, this power. But His plan and His program was to do it through a family of spiritual children that He will call sons. God's plan was to do it through you as a family. You belong to Him. And this morning, if we can just get to that place where you can remember who you are. You come from God. God has mandated you. Look what David says in Psalms, Psalm 8, and then we're done. He says, when I look at your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands and you have put all things under his feet. That sounds very much for me like to have dominion over, to rule and to reign. Who is man that you are mindful of him? But you said you have crowned him with glory. This morning... I want you to remember who you are. You're a citizen of heaven with a mandate to exercise your authority. If we can start aligning things, things will fall in place. I'm ending with this because we said, first, Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then everything else will be added. Principle of priority. When we put the first thing first, everything will be added. Father, we just give you glory. And in this moment, come and minister to every heart. And Father, even from the Spirit, they deep. When conception took place and their Spirit left heaven to come and fill the body, let them remember who they are. Let them understand again the call. Father, let us as sons and daughters rise with authority in the kingdom of God to stand and to rule and reign. King of kings, Lord of lords, we honor you. We love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name. And I want to invite people in this moment, just come to the front if you need prayer. If you need to to receive ministry. The guys who needs to be baptized, you can can go and you can get dressed so long and then we're going to start, when you're back, we'll start with the baptism. But I want to invite people in this moment before we end off to come. If you need whatever kind, that what Adrian shared, if you're in a down and a low place, maybe you need ministry, you you need upliftment. The enemy wants to kill, steal and destroy, but God said, I gave you life and abundance to be able to rule and reign not to be a slave. Because one of the things of the kingdom is that God came, Jesus, to break the power of sin and death. It has no dominion over you. So if you need that, you can come to the front. And we're going to pray with you. I don't want you to think about anybody else but what God wants to do in you and through you. Thank you, Father. God loves you. God loves you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we love you. And thank you, Father, for everyone stepping out in faith. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can send everyone this week with your love, with your blessing, with your presence that goes before them. Thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity tonight to gather again, to enter into your presence, to just go deep. We are made to worship you. And bless everyone. Let them know the fullness of your love and the very nature of who they are we bless your name in jesus name amen and amen thank you for listening to this week's podcast if you would like to know more about who we are and what we do go visit lwpe.co.za you are formed to function so let's build